Life support is nominal. The oxygen danger indicator level is yellow. Please remember that this is a non-smoking pirate ship. Hey, hey, everybody. This is John Breeden, your Chief Lounge Lizard, and your host for this episode of The Gin Lounge, right here at GameIndustry.com. Today we're going to be talking about diversity, or the lack thereof, in the game industry, and how various groups are portrayed either fairly or, more likely, rather unfairly. And uh, this entire um, show, the idea for this show, actually came from a video that was posted on the uh, Facebook page, which is GameIndustry.com slash Facebook. And uh, the video was actually um, made by uh, a, a Native American woman who was showing that uh, Native Americans are not portrayed uh, – she had two points, actually. One was that they aren't portrayed hardly at all, and when they are portrayed, they're pre- portrayed – Rather ridiculously. <laughs> and so that got us all to sort of thinking about uh, other examples of uh, groups that um, that have this problem with, you know, getting a fair shake in the game industry. Um, and I have uh, Shella with me all the way from England. Shella is our uh, European correspondent. But Shella, you have sometimes called our diversity report. You're the one that always uh, brings like these, uh, these uh, sort of issues to our uh, attention, right? Yeah, I like to highlight the injustices of the game industry, <laughs> I, I know, and to think you started out as the gin playmate, and now you're like the most serious reporter we have. So congrats on that. Um, but actually, uh, Marie, you were the one. We also have Marie with us. Marie, uh, you were the actual one that posted the video, so congratulations on finding it. Thank you, thank you. Yeah. Uh, so, and then, uh, and then Nate, uh, Nate uh, Woolley, our publisher, is also joining us. And Nate actually contacted the woman in the video. And Nate, you are going to interview her. How was your conversation with her? Uh, good so far. Her name is uh, Elizabeth Lehman, mm-hmm. and she's an academic with a focus on uh, interactive media and Native American issues. And she's working on, uh, you know expanding Native American, you know, presence in the game industry. I can say I was definitely enlightened because I didn't even realize that it was really a problem. Um, but, uh, Shella, like I say, you're the sort of our diversity person, and, and you've, seen, you've watched the video. Were you were you surprised at all by by the video? Um, not really, uh, because it's one of the things that um, struck me about Red Dead Redemption, even though she, she seems to um, – she held that up as one of the better examples. Right. But I think I emailed you, remember, and said, you know, I was quite – I was a bit disappointed that there weren't any Native Americans in Red Dead Redemption. Yeah, I'm trying to think. Um, so there weren't any at all, were there? No. Well, I think there were some when they were sort of running through the woods at some point. They went out into the sort of hills quite a lot later on. Mm. But on the map off to the sort of northeast – um, there was an area of the map that had buffaloes sort of drawn on it and stuff. And so I was expecting, I was like, oh, cool, it's going to be... Really oh, yeah, but when you got there, it was like Kansas or something, and there wasn't really... Yeah, yeah there wasn't really... More <laughs> of the same. Yeah, I think, I think that last area was supposed to be like the Pacific Northwest, even though they, for some reason, put it in the east of the map. So. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> but, yeah, it, interesting. I, did, I didn't really think of that. But I guess, I guess of the two evils, I guess it's better to... Better to not have them than, I don't know, to have them, you know, skinning white people or whatever and throwing tomahawks and things. Um, Marie, what, what do you think? You, you, you're actually, you're probably one of our harshest Rockstar critics. Do you think that Rockstar <laughs> dropped the ball on that one too, or? I think they were just so limited in the, in the representation of them in that game. I mean, I don't, 
they just hardly appeared. Mm. Yeah, I guess so. Well, I mean, they, I guess they were really tired after having sort of like a playable female character. Yeah, I was gonna. Well, <laughs> I was gonna say they were probably really, really tired after designing Bonnie. You know, <laughs> right? Exactly. That took all the. Diversity training they had. Like, oh my god, this is gonna be another year before we get another character that's well rounded in one of our games. Because yeah, the Irish character didn't luck out on that one. No, 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 no <laughs> nobody does that much. So Nate, and this is, I mean, so, so you've talked to, um, to the Miss Layman who's been, uh, who's been doing, doing the video, and did, did, she, did you get a chance to ask her at all? Um, you, you know, was this, was, was she surprised at all by this, or was she angered by this, or was there any, well, little I don't. Hints. I don't want to go too much into to the subject of the interview that that'll come up shortly. I mean, no spoilers. Right. Um, but yeah, I think to a certain extent she sees it, and I'm not trying to put words in her mouth, as sort of a continuation of what has happened for a long time. That what people get when they present, when they choose to present a Native American character in a video game, is that uh, they get sort of a cultural mismatch no real facts what they get is what they picked up from watching you know cowboy movies and (laughs) that sort of stuff and it layers upon layers upon itself until what we're seeing isn't an actual representation of of native americans then or now but rather what we see is people's expectations of it right that makes sense well shella is that do you think again i'm going to use since you sort of bring these issues to our attention a lot do you think that that experience of the Native Americans in video games is is really any different from any other group? I mean, aren't Italians always portrayed as mobsters in every video game we've ever played, and, you know, Germans are Nazis, and, and Irish are drunks, and things like that? Yeah, I think it, I think it is. Um, the games industry is lazy, <laughs> pretty much. Um, they obviously don't like doing very much research, unless it's, you know, seems to be some hobby of theirs. Um, um, I mean, there was one of my games columns was on Ballet Black, which is um, a black ballet company, which came about because a woman was doing her research paper for her um, her ballet degree and um, thought she'd interview a black, a British black ballet dancer. And then to her horror, discovered that there weren't any. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> she created Ballet Black, um, you know, and she wants to get to a stage where she doesn't need to do that to give black ballet dancers a chance. And I kind of um, mirrored that against the games industry. You know, um, you could probably, I mean, I don't know off the top of my head any black game developers or, um, you know, I mean, I don't see anyone interviewed that's black um, ever that's at the the head of, um, you know, top being interviewed, you know, the top of, a team of a game or anything. There are no sort of figures. There are no role models there for black people to think, you know, that's an industry that would welcome me and that I could make my way in. And therefore, um, you know, it's always the same strata of society that's going into the industry. And therefore, it's a very narrow viewpoint um, that's reflected back at us. Yeah, it's interesting. The um, In the video with the Native Americans, the uh, the woman that did the video there did mention a couple uh, dis- development houses that were 
but Native Americans. Yeah. So that was kind of neat to see. It'd be interesting to see what they. Yeah, minority games. Yeah, yeah I thought that was interesting, interesting to see what they uh, what they come up with. Well, Marie, I mean, to to what extent can we excuse this because the game industry is entertainment? It's not it's not a history it's not a history paper. You know, we're not being graded by by our realism. I mean, and if if we wanted to have a game that portrayed you know a, a big Italian family <laughs> that you know got together and ate and 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 you know went to their nine to five jobs and was just kind of normal would anybody even play it well i don't know people played yakuza 3 with those orphans (laughs) yes but isn't that what all japanese people do don't they all adopt orphans (laughs) (laughs) and move out of town after they leave their gang i don't think so um you know i think that uh i think it was shella a little while ago said that it was uh lazy storytelling i think that a lot of times the game industry just it is it's lazy storytelling and i think tv often does the same thing i think movies often do the same thing um sadly people don't seem to be terribly appalled by this very often um but yeah you can do better than that writers can do better than that developers can do better than that they just haven't for whatever reason okay well nate actually you sort of got into the i was going to I had a question to tee off Nate because Nate <laughs> and you sort of sort of sort of jumped in there. But no, Nate always likes to talk about how the game industry is a bunch of juveniles and everything. But but Nate, I was going to challenge you to to show me another industry, movies, books, whatever that that did a better job of portraying people. At least at least as far as uh mediums, you know, industries that were designed as entertainment mediums. Well, the the fundamental thing here, and I'm not going to dodge your question, but I'm going to reframe it because I used to be a politician. <laughs> I see. Um, Let me get back to you on that. <laughs> the real issue here is that um, it's one more sign, you know, whether it's diversity training as we talked about before or whatever. I mean, the goal here should be, you know, if we're doing a modern game, you know, if we're doing, I don't know, something – I'm blanking on one to choose, whose whose protagonist is black, for instance, right. or Native American or Italian, and that it's irrelevant. Oh, I see. That, that's that should be the goal. The fact that we're still we're having this discussion, just like say children's toy commercials have a couple of white kids running around, and an Asian kid and a black kid running around too, mm-hmm. is that we're still, at least in the United States, very self conscious about race. And we're uncomfortable with it. So when when we present, say, a Native American or a black person in the game, we paint with these broad brushstrokes because we're not sure how to do it. Yeah. And the fact is that it's it would be easier to make completely, you know, race neutral, gender neutral characters, except people don't want that. So the only time we point out that this guy is black or this guy is is Russian or this guy is Italian or whatever is when you want to highlight something about them. Huh, you know, that's very... To make it sort of a shortcut, a uh, uh, version of Kabuki that's, uh, for, that's, for the player. That's very enlightening. I never really... Because when I watched the video, the one the one thing that I sort of had a problem with in, in the video was when she was talking... Uh, she was mentioning some games like Prey, where the guy is Native American and he convenes with the spirits of his ancestors and stuff like that. And I'm like, yeah, but that, that makes Native Americans look cool. That's like using their, like, ancient powers to, like, save the world and stuff. And, like, that would be that would be pretty neat. I was like, I'm kind of jealous because, you know, my heritage uh, doesn't really have a lot of those ancient powers back in their, in their history. 
But you're right. The fact that, I mean, it would have been a better game if the guy was Native American and then he just was your standard hero and had nothing to do with the fact that he was Native American. Yeah. yeah you you, you just... have certain roles that, you know, the black guy is a pimp, <laughs> or uh, the Italian's a mobster, the German is a Nazi, right. uh, you know, the Native American is a wise old sage, mm. um, mm-hmm. you know, with feathers in his hair. And, you know, so it goes on, the, the woman's... And all of the women are mostly naked. Exactly, and the women don't even get that. All they get is very few clothes and massive mammary glands. Hmm. Well, what? Wait, I just got distracted. <laughs> sorry, well, sorry, sorry. Does, does, uh, under, I, I was just going to say, uh, under your theory, and I'll ask all three of you this, under the theory that it, we should have an Italian cop who doesn't go after the mafia or whatever, um, what what about like like MMOs or even like a game like Mass Effect where you can change your gender and you can change your your race and it doesn't have any effect on the game? Then would would, would that be a win or? No, that annoys me about Mass Effect actually. Okay, well isn't that what you guys just said should happen? To have a race that doesn't mean anything? I didn't say that. Oh no. Okay. Look right right now, <laughs> and I won't I won't speak for for Europe or Great Britain, Shella. But in the United States, race matters, and it matters because we haven't figured out what the hell we're doing. And I can't blame people for that. It makes everybody uncomfortable. Um, now, I spend, and I don't know if you guys know this, but I do some consulting work on a couple of Native American reservations out west, uh, doing media consulting. And I, I, you know, I work with the tribal councils and some other things, and nothing, nothing makes them sort of sigh and shake their heads worse than somebody who comes up to him and says, oh, hey, I should let you know I'm, you know, you know, one sixteenth Cherokee on my grandmother's side or something <laughs> because they hear it all the time. Mm-hmm. And it's another sign. That's just one more symptom that we haven't figured out what we're doing in terms of racial politics or racial behavior in the United States. Gotcha. Okay. Well, I may have been putting I may have been putting words in Shella and Marie's mouth. So, Nate, your idea is to have. A character that is that ha- has a race, obviously, but it doesn't isn't central to the plot. But I think it kind of sounds from Shell and Marie's protest. What you two would rather see is an Italian who does have an Italian family and roots and things like that, but isn't in the mafia type of thing. No, no. Um, I mean, it's different having. Um, I mean, if that's relevant to the story, then make it relevant. If it's not relevant to the story then they just happen to be italian or have an italian name and you think oh are they italian i don't know um (laughs) i mean but the fact that when i choose to be a female character in a world um i think it should make some difference to i don't know how people react to you perhaps Mm -hmm. or um the, the choices you can make or you know, because my my Captain Shepherd is a black woman, um, but it makes no difference whatsoever. It's a bit of a Gene Roddenberry um, universe, though, Mass Effect, mm-hmm. so maybe it wouldn't anyway. Um, but, you know, it would be a nice touch that if when you do choose to be a woman in Fable, it would make a difference. Or you could act differently, but you can't. You act exactly the same as the man does, mm. because then it's just... A lazy skin mm. that's just put over this wallpaper, isn't right, it? Right, I understand. Mm-hmm. It's, it's you know, it's making the fact that a, a, a man and a woman just look different mm-hmm. but act exactly the same. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Makes sense. Makes sense. Uh, well, so 
I mean, well, the one thing is, I think it's going to be it's going to be real interesting to uh, to see what Miss um, Layman has when, in the interview with Nate. So, Nate, I definitely want you to get onto that. Um, but uh, so, I guess you know, as, in terms of like uh, final type of question, since we it's sort of our our format, then so I mean. And the one thing I also heard from from all three of you today, well, mostly from Shella and Marie, is you guys are kind of angry, not just at the race portrayals, but there's another big issue, which we could do another whole show on, was, is is females, right? I mean, females, no matter what race the female is, she always seems to be portrayed wrong, right? Yeah, pretty much. Mm. <laughs> so, yeah. Well, I think that's just there aren't a lot of women designers. Yeah. 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 There was... Per- there was per- even mentioned... Um, people with disability. Oh gosh, you're right. You're right. Yeah, the last time I saw a disabled person in a video game was was I think it was a her interactive title and it, they were playing soccer and the one girl was in a wheelchair. <laughs> Well, at yeah. least they weren't the twisted evil cripple, which is usually. What <laughs> oh gosh. Or, or it gave them superpowers or something. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> no, no, that was that. If 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 Marvel Comics did anything to really damage American youth over the last fifty years, it is building, you know, the mythos that hey, exposure to high particle <laughs> radiation is going to be good for you, kids. <laughs> Yeah, that's funny. Sorry, bugaboo of mine. Yeah, they should do a bunch of comics like with only issue number one about superheroes that didn't make it after they got exposed to Matt Murdock saves the old man from in front of the radioactive truck, gets exposed, and then dies a horrible death six weeks later from radiation. <laughs> fingernails fall out. That was- yeah, exactly. He's bald. He's down to eighty-seven pounds. That would be great. That would be a great video game. All right. So, um, so I guess. Uh, well, let me ask you this. So, so then, okay. So we've kind of we've kind of hit on the, the nail on the head that there there isn't a lot of diversity in games. And so, so my question is: so what, what's the what's the core problem? Is it as simple as there aren't a lot of black guys that are designing the games? Is it is it that I, I mean, I don't know. So I'll ask uh, Nate. I'll ask you first, and then I'll go to Shella, and then I'll let Marie have the last word for once. Well, this, this, well, let me let me pose you a question. We've been to E3 a lot and various trade shows, right, Don? You and uh, I. Yeah, I can't count how many. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, yeah, especially it, if you lump you know, in all the other trade shows I've been to. <laughs> yeah, it all sort of blends together. But when's the last time you interview, interviewed a black guy? Uh, at a trade show. At. at at an industry event. Or a black woman. Yeah. <laughs> Hold on, I'm thinking. Um, uh, You're going to embarrass me, Sean. Ask me, ask me the last time I interviewed, like, a skater punk or an Australian. <laughs> or, yeah, oh. exactly. <laughs> okay, yeah, I get it. <laughs> When's the last time you interviewed anybody who wasn't white? Uh, I, I can't remember. Not at a trade show. Yeah, yeah. I mean... And I'm not really trying to ding anybody here because I don't have a solution other than time and, you know, more people going into the industry. And uh, if these these companies, uh, Elizabeth Lehman mentions, who are saying, okay, we're going to develop games with positive Native American role models doing gaming type stuff and release them into the market ourselves. You do enough of that, eventually you get there. Right. But it's not a fast process. So – I wish I had a snap your fingers magic genie solution, but short of working it out and letting it work itself out, uh, I don't have one. Okay, good enough. Shella, what about you? What's our problem? (laughs) 
Um, well, I think the problem with the people who are in the industry at the moment is probably fear of um, portraying people in a negative way, so they just leave them out, uh, okay. um, which could have been one of the major problems with Red Dead Redemption, is that, you know, that was the, the, I mean, the herd of elephants in the room whilst they were developing that game is, do we, don't we, oh, let's just leave it, you know, and... Um, so I think, yeah, there's a probably a, a fear of doing it wrong so they don't do it at all. And I suppose we need, a, you know, the Spike Lee of the games industry, <laughs> maybe, or um, I don't know. Um, oh, I was actually just thinking exactly that same thought, Chella. <laughs> <laughs> not, not, yeah, not so much that we need a Spike Lee, but we need somebody, a strong creative yeah. vision who can bring these things forward. Yeah. Interesting. And Marie, what, what do you think? What, what do you think our core problem is? Well, I think that, that everything that, that we've discussed is, is obviously an issue. You know, you don't have a lot of women who are developers. You don't really have anything that, I mean, most of the developers are white male and they're young white males. Um, however, however, I do think, I do think that, um, I do think that um, some companies are doing a better job than others. Like, for instance, you know, Mass Effect 2, not perfect, um, but in Dragon Age, your experience of playing a female character and your experience of playing a male character are completely different. So if you go through, like, Dragon Age Origins as, um, you know, the, the noble character and you're uh, basically a white male, that's a completely different um experience from playing as say a, a female elf which has a which the AI the characters react to you completely differently now I think that both Bioware and say Bethesda have addressed the issue of race in their games in kind of a safe way by having the AI react differently if you're a different species so for instance if you're a Khajiit um, character in Oblivion. They don't like it when you come into their store. <laughs> right. They don't trust you automatically. Mm -hmm. um, same thing if you're the, and I can't remember what the lizards are Argonians. called. Argonians. Yes, if you're an Argonian, which is the only character I haven't played in that game. That's the only one I do um, play, because they can breathe underwater. <laughs> Just get the helm that may... Oh, never mind. My point is, um, you're treated differently. The AI, the, it's all written to treat you differently depending upon whether you're male or female and what species you are. Mm -hmm. And Bethesda, I mean, sorry, Bioware didn't do that as much with um, Mass Effect 2, although the, in the relationship, if you pursue a relationship with one of the characters in that, I thought their male-female interaction was fairly good if you played as female shepherd as opposed to male shepherd. Okay. So I think they're. Tr I think some companies are trying. I don't know that they're there yet, but at least they're making the effort, and it's getting better and better. Okay. Um, and then there are other country, uh, other companies that are just lazy. I apologize for intruding, Shella. I wanted to go back to something you inserted and got kind of that didn't get addressed. Sure. That we're talking. We're basically talking. You know, race in the game industry here, or that sort of stereotyping. But holy cow, there are a lot of Japanese in the industry. Yeah, you shall have mentioned that. Yeah, yeah, it did. Yeah. And and I'm somewhat embarrassed not having you know pitched that before. Call it an Americocentric view. Um, 
But, you know, at the same time, how much of that do you see in the industry for games that are primarily marketed in the United States, other than some otaku folks, who the Japanese probably laugh at themselves? Mm. Um, well, no, but I think I think the, the Japanese, if you go to Japan, if you look at the Japanese market, and, you know, we are looking for an Asian correspondent, there's a lot of games that feature Japanese. Intent to be yeah, like. well, the problem is when the games come here, people like Marie make fun of them, and <laughs> and <laughs> games like the Yakuza series don't sell, <laughs> which because... because of the orphans. Uh, because people don't, people, Americans don't relate to going into a magical. Orphan centric games? It's true. <laughs> it had nothing to do with the orphans. I think it had to do with the, I, I love the Japanese culture in that game, but I think a lot of people don't get it, you know? And, and so. So what was your point, Nate, that they don't sell very well in the, in the States? Is not, not so much, cause I have no numbers about that. John would know that. Well, I know that you, better the than Yakuza. I. It's just that, you know, it's easy to talk about race and stereotyping in games. Yeah. And in the United States, it's easy to make that be Native Americans, be blacks. Yeah. yeah. And, and such. But, you know, a, an enormous chunk, and to blame that on the fact that it's all white, you know, young white males, etc., but an enormous chunk of these games are being designed in Korea and Taiwan and Japan by people who are not any form of European. Right, yeah. right. But I think most of those games are very Japanese-centric. And I th- yeah, I, I think so. Yeah, I mean, I, th- I think if we were in Japan or... Or God forbid China, and we were doing the show. Um, I think that we'd all be in. Jail. Well, yeah, but I think that let's say Japan. I think that we'd be complaining that all the characters in all the games are Japanese, and yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I'm pretty sure that's what would happen. Or yeah, <laughs> yeah, they do seem to like the Germans. I don't know if that's a throwback to World War II or what, but all those Japanese always has a a German character in like a uniform. <laughs> it's always kind of part of the anime. I don't know why, but um, but yeah, I don't. My- I don't know. A couple of unresolved issues there. <laughs> it could be. I'm not sure. Uh, maybe it just goes back to Star Blazers, right? Okay, so um, let's see. What was I saying? If you, our listener, has an opinion, our email address is ginlounge at gameindustry.com. Marie will give you the Facebook and Twitter address, and she'll get it right this week. We're at uh, the Gin Lounge on Twitter, and we're at uh, Game Industry on Facebook. Yes, she's correct. <laughs> so, and you can actually you can see the video um, there on the on the uh, on the Facebook page. Um, and actually, we should probably post that as a industry happening on our page now too, because there's no reason not yeah. to do that. Um, so we'll try to have that up for you too by the time the show runs. And tune in. Hopefully next week or by maybe the week after for Nate's interview with uh, the the woman that made the video it should be really interesting. Elizabeth Lehman, I think people really like it. I, I'm looking forward to it. I'm definitely looking forward to it. Yeah, maybe. Uh, I don't know. Maybe we can convince her to come on to the show or something too. It's some. Yeah, that would be good. Yeah. Yeah, that would. Sure, sure. Well, I'd love to have guests on the show. Yeah, okay. Yeah. Well, after you get the interview done, chat with her, see if she'd like to come on and chat even more about this, because that'd be pretty cool. We'd have to do the show pretty much, you know, based on just the American Indian perspective, but I think that'd be fascinating. So ha- happy to have her, Nate. Mm-hmm. I'm sure she can talk about other stuff. She's got a PhD. <laughs> no problem. Maybe I can say, you know, my sciatic is acting up. That's the same type of thing, right? You're a doctor. All right. Have a good time. I'll see you all next week right here at GameIndustry.com's The Gin Lounge. Take care, everyone. 